Let's begin. Let's begin. Welcome to the Three on Five podcast. My name is Matt Hoy. I'm your host today, your captain on the SSTOF, the ship. Jerry Sotak, my co-host, with me as always, is manning the engine room. Jerry, how's it going down there? Uh, all, all, you know, all systems go full steam ahead. Um, the uh, fission, the fusion engines are, you know, looking good on their fuel count. Um, everything is uh, does, is fuel count a terminology? Let's just just roll with it. Jerry. Well, I, I like that it. you also said that they were going full steam ahead. That our fission well, reactors yeah, we, make steam. Yeah. They do. It's it's a complicated. It, I don't really want to get into it. It's probably going to be over your guys' heads as the rested engine engine room person. I gotta, you know, I, I gotta keep the jargon to a minimum here. Okay. In terms of like how uh, for us for us plebes. Yeah. Well, it's not that you're plebes; it's just that you don't know engine stuff. You know. I thought you were going to say it's just that you don't know anything. That <laughs> felt more on brand. Uh, it's. Admittedly, it does seem like it was a missed opportunity. Uh, Hey, Phil Coppage, my other co-host, how you doing this week? Doing okay. I hope we're burning clean dark matter in those um, those (laughs) boilers. We we are not. It is not clean. Our dark matter is filthy. HR might have to look into that then. Well, it's not as big of a deal as you might think. We are in space, and space is pretty big. So like, but sometimes we're on the ocean, so you know. Does space, uh, does space, like conform to OSHA? Uh, technically, I, I w- just watched The Martian the other day, mm. and apparently, space technically, um, it, it's it's like a, it does a maritime law does apply. To oh, cool. space. So. Well, we appreciate you doing your research for the podcast this week, Jer Bear. Thank so you. So there's uh, yeah. no, it's not like open waters or. It is like open waters. Yeah. It, it, oh, okay. the, the same law uh, applies to spaces as like open waters. So anything goes out there. A- according to the Martian. Anything goes. <laughs> what happens in space stays in space. That's mostly true, yeah. I would say. I, that that might be a physical law. That... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this week uh, marked a big event in the NBA season, which was uh, the NBA All-Star Team starters were decided upon. Uh, And we're here to tell you about why everybody got it wrong, how we're way smarter than all of them, and uh, yeah, how this is just going to be the true All-Star lineups. We're going to give them to you. So, before we get started, uh, the starters for the 2021 All-Star Game, set to be played on March 7th, though, I don't know. I sort of don't think it's going to happen. Here's uh, hoping. Yeah, here's hoping. Uh, you got Kyrie Irving, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Giannis Andenungumpo, and Joel Embiid for the East. And then for the West, you've got Luka Doncic, Stephen Curry, LeBron James... Nikola Jokic and Kawhi Leonard. So, uh, yeah, I, I think uh, I think we're all in agreement that uh, since Miles Turner isn't on there, this is an invalid starting lineup. Is that right? Uh, I, I mean, yeah, definitely. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Definitely invalid, for sure. Uh, so spoiler alert, I actually, I didn't include Miles Turner in my picks. No, not, I, neither did I. Yeah, I felt guilty about it, but not, not, so, rep, not I, repping the podcast. I, have, I, I think that, that it's, it's sort of like, yes, it's definitely off brand for us, but like all-star, I, I feel like is more offense oriented than defense oriented. Like Miles Turner is like definitely in the running for defensive player of the year. Um, but he's only averaging like 13 points a game. And while the three blocks a game are impressive, he's also shooting like a pretty, like a career low from three this year. So I don't feel too bad. Yeah. Turner's also been fouling a ton. So yeah. Yep. Lots of, lots of reasons not to include miles Turner. Um, but Hey, plus the East is like hard. Oh, it's insane. Yeah. Dude. the, The East was deeper than the West. Yeah, for the first time ever, I think. Which is, uh, yeah, it's exciting. It's a thing that I'm sure we'll get to. So, given that uh, it seems that Jerry and I at least thought the East was East was stronger in general, do you guys want to start in the West? I, I actually think the West is a little more milk toast as well. Like, I don't feel too controversial about my picks in the West. No, no, the West definitely makes me feel very basic. Yeah, yeah, basic. That is, uh, that's how I describe the, you to that's, most people. That's, that's the terminology that the kids are using these days, I hear. Yeah, when I tell people about our podcast, I say, yeah, it's me, my really cool buddy Phil, and then there's this basic guy, Jerry. He wears Uggs. It's not, it's not that interesting. <laughs> we have a mom. Jerry's our rock. We, we couldn't do it without Jerry. Jerry's our Michael Bay movie? Uh, no, he deserves more credit than that. Dude, I, mean, I, will, I, I will say... I, yes, like Michael Bay movies are really easy to make fun of, but the amount they built a whole island okay. for the rock. Is this the second week in a row we've talked about the movie The Rock? He's not going to uh, give up on this bit. <laughs> he just it. I guess. Jeez. Hey, I didn't Jerry's, bring it up this time. <laughs> Jerry's more our Raiders of the Lost Ark. I think this is our ninth episode, and we might have already jumped the shark here if we're talking about Michael Bay movies this much. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, well, hold on. Is there a movie where somebody jumps a shark that Michael Bay made? I'm not. Oh my god! There was right. that, it was that Happy Days episode. Jerry's screwing with you, Phil. You can't you can't listen to him. You look you see that little they, smirk on his face. Did they jump a shark in Deep Blue Sea? They might have. Uh, they didn't jump a shark in Deep Blue Sea, but there was that one scene where there's a guy on the back of a shark who then gets hit by a crossbow. So. Yes. Yeah. Tom. Tom Jane. That's right. In Pearl Harbor, people jumped out of planes, and there were presumably sharks beneath them. So that that may have uh, been not the event, though that also is probably true. But the movie Pearl Harbor, American masterpiece, Pearl Harbor, um, one of the greatest films ever made, really also ended, was, ended cinema. Was was Deep Blue Sea Michael Bay? No, no, no. That was okay. Randy Harlan. <laughs> okay, good, good. I was like, oh no. <laughs> All right, folks. Uh let's there. let's get back. Uh we don't want to go too far down the movie tangents this week, um, lest we you know have to rename the podcast. Uh though I guess we've already done that once, so <laughs> it wouldn't be too bad to do it again. <laughs> yeah, we we could we could just rename the podcast every you know, five or six weeks. It'll I like great. that. That's smart. Yeah. 
so I, I do have to apologize for the folks at home. Uh, I've been a little under the weather this week, so my voice might be a bit scratchier or a bit quieter than normal. Uh, but I will try to, to power through like the Marv Albert of our uh, little broadcast team here. Uh, so do you guys want to just go position by position and uh, start with the West? Uh, sure. Though technically, I didn't position anything. Oh, so. that's interesting. But, but so maybe maybe we should discuss this first, actually, because we didn't really set up ground rules for each other. One thing that we did point out uh, in our text chain was that the NBA's positional eligibility for different players doesn't make any sense at all. Like one of the ones that I've heard Kevin O'Connor bring up is the fact that Jalen Brown is listed as a guard and Jason Tatum is listed as a forward. Uh, Jimmy Butler, despite the fact that he's leading the Heat in assists, is listed as a forward. Um, there are all sorts of other wacky ones, but we did just kind of agree to put players wherever we wanted, and uh, and so if if you're you know out there like, well, you couldn't have even voted for this guy in that way, you know, bummer. That, that's that's how we're doing it because we, we don't we don't care about your All Star game. We want a better All Star game. Uh, and then uh, it should be noted for those folks who might be listening, the way that uh, the all-star positional eligibility works is that each uh, team, so the West and the East, will have two guards starting and three front court players starting, basically. So two back court, three front court. The same with reserves, and then there are two wild cards. And that's kind of how you're supposed to do your uh, balloting for these uh, different players. Um, but it sounds like Jerry disregarded even that because our Jerry is a, uh, he's an innovator. He doesn't care about well, your, your it's not that I'm an innovator. It's just game. that I just can't be bothered to, to do that kind of stuff, you know, writing the letter G in front of a yeah. person's name. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't put too much organization into that either. I just kind of picked the, the best 12, 15 guys I thought deserved it sure all right well also like can can we all agree that like 12 is probably too few that it should be like 15 each and maybe without conferences oh gosh that's the way i think it should work right i don't i don't know man i i I like this i I, I feel like it should be nine like nine on nine and uh and you know make it matter like give 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 like give each player on the winning team five million dollars. Okay, sure. The I, I like the symmetry of the fifteen because like, you know, uh, all NBA is is fifteen. So like all star, you'd get double that. You'd be like twice as many all stars as there are all NBA. I don't know. It like makes sense in my brain. Lines up good. Mm. Mm. This pairs also, well with your abolish the. Uh... Hall of Fame take from last week too. Plus, uh, yeah, yeah. less recognition all around. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, it also gives a uh, like you know, there's one you know, thirty teams, thirty all stars. Uh, I don't know. Meh. Fewer. Well, yes. Few. No. The yeah. Okay. Sure. Go hey, on, Jerry. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever yeah. enjoyed an NBA All Star game before? Like the last two. Um. No, Phil. Well, there uh, was that there was that one where Kobe kept blocking LeBron's shot. That was pretty funny. 
Sure. Yeah, so occasionally the NBA All-Star game has been funny. That's true. I mean, there have been moments, like there have been some awesome Vince Carter dunks back in the day that I've enjoyed, but the the game in its entirety, probably not. Yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's like, it's the worst All-Star game. Each team well, scores 160 points, and it's... Uh, so, it depends on how you're thinking about All-Stars, right? For, for me, anyway. Like, the, if, if you're talking about the All-Star game, then that's one thing. But All-Star is sort of... It's it's also used as like a measuring stick for like the greatness of players. Yeah. Um. So yes, if you want to make the All Star game more interesting, sure, make the team smaller, uh, and make the game more competitive. Like yeah, yeah, that that seems like a great idea. But I guess that's not really the way that I'm thinking of All Stars, especially not this year because I don't want there to be an All Star game. Yeah. I just think that there should be like recognition of like who they are, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of having the double standard here because I was just saying earlier that All-Star is about fun offense, but <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, think about what you're saying. Like the All-Star game is a measuring stick against, you know, greatness. Uh, number one, I don't think that's a terribly compelling thing because I I just don't really care to compare players across eras. I don't think that's that interesting. And uh number two, I think that the I think that the notion that like, man, this guy's really played a solid thirty five games, we should give him an award for these thirty five games. It's just sort of uh meaningless. I don't know. I, I like All Star Weekend. I think it's fun. I actually think the skills challenge is the funnest one. I, I I always get super hyped up for the skills challenge. That's uh, that's a great take. I I, appre- I approve of that take. Well, the skills challenge is the only one with any tension until the game the last couple of years. Uh, but there's like like the the race for the you know the three. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. So hyped. That's Back fair. in the day, the three point contest used to be pretty exciting, but. I, I yeah yeah I I was gonna say that I, I was a fan of the three point contest more, but now that you mention like the the sort of plus, plus you can do like the guards versus big men thing, yeah. which is pretty fun. That is really fun. Yeah yeah, like that one time where Towns upset everyone. Dude, maybe skill, I'm just biased. The skills challenge whales. Uh, I'm I'm yeah. not a <laughs> sorry Jerry. I'm not I'm a believer in the three point contest. It's it's a lot like the dunk contest where like you know I I I'm super glad that these guys can do this but I've seen 20 of these and uh it's fundamentally pretty similar every single year. So I don't I don't know. Maybe that's interesting now. There's sure. there's there's no ceiling on the three-point contest. Like the ceiling is you make all 25 shots right sure and, yeah. and once you've done that which it has been uh, yeah it has been done once once you've done has that it been done? yeah i think so didn't larry okay. bird have a, a flawless I, I thought larry bird I don't did know. it maybe i can't remember uh maybe i'm talking out of my butt and i'm just i'm too uh too negative on the three-point contest nba three-point contest history all right (laughs) let's see here deep cuts we're gonna find this 
out. Uh, no, Larry Bird did not make 30. Just kidding. He made 23. Uh, and then Devin Booker still, made 28. Damn, dude. All right. Maybe wow. I need to get more into the three-point contest and watch desperately in the hope that someone will make two more baskets. <laughs> I don't know. Like, like at least I, the dunk I contest. Enjoy- oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm... I was going to say, at least the dunk contest, you can, like, wheel out a second hoop and just, like, watch Dwight Howard dunk on an even taller hoop. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, they did add that the, uh, like, you get to pick the rack of uh, balls that are worth yeah, the, two the, points. Yeah, the Super Balls. Yeah, the, the Super Balls. Like, every rack has one Super Ball that's, I don't know, they've added some more, like, wiggle to it, I think. Um, but... Yeah, I see your point. I like the skills challenge, man. Everyone gets oh, so no, stressed I, out during the skills challenge. I, I, I see your I see your point. I think it's a, I think it's a good point. The skills challenge bit, uh, for sure. So I don't know, Phil. Where where do you land on the how many all stars there should be? Um, I mean, I think yeah, fifteen is too many. I think because that's one for each team, and each and I just. I don't know. I think 12 is probably about right. But you could cut it to 10 and I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I I would love The other the other the best part about like the All-Star season in the NBA is the fact that guys like get upset that they weren't made All-Stars and they talk about it in the media angrily. That's well, that's my favorite. It matters for Hall of Fame stuff. So Boy, do I have got to abolish the Hall of yeah, Fame? Yeah, boy, do I have a solution for them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you really are just a crotchety old man. <laughs> like... <laughs> There'll never be another Larry Bird. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, let's just go. Let's just go starter by starter. Uh, so, so you guys didn't organize it at all. You just kind of said these are starters, these are reserves, and uh, these are the snubs basically and uh yeah it wouldn't be hard for me to like organize it somewhat i guess who who do you think in the east is like should be the top vote getter who's the guy who you think should be leading the east um well i would have said durant uh and i probably but like he's missed quite a few games this year yeah with injury so i guess that with that in mind i'd lean Joel Embiid, but I wouldn't like be too tied to it. Phil? Yeah, I I have Embiid. But um it's yeah, Embiid, Durant, one two, one A, one B. Yeah, Embiid's nuts this season. <laughs> he yeah. uh for those at home, his uh he's averaging thirty points, eleven rebounds and three assists on 54 40 85 splits right now which is uh i i i personally never thought that joel Embiid was gonna shoot the ball this well and uh be this effective of a score for me <coughs> are you okay yeah i'm I'm fine i'll uh try to mute my mic before i call <laughs> sounds from good. now on i'll edit it out it'll be fine yeah yeah 
Embiid, uh, Embiid is a monster. Though I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be really on brand. I, I feel as if this podcast is making me just, um, it's just turning me into a take machine, which I kind of don't mind. I like this. I like becoming a caricature of myself. I think James Were you Harden. Not like this before though, uh, not as much. No. Uh, I, I think James Harden has been the best player in the East uh, since going to the Nets. We're we're gonna fight. I mean, like since going to the Nets, he's averaging fifty, forty, ninety on like almost or what twenty five points, eight rebounds, eight assists. So like he's definitely assists. been extremely good. Uh, but uh, he's not on my All Star list. What? Oh yep. man! Oh, I'm hyped. Okay, well, that's, I, that's great. I have him on my. Um, I made a list of fifteen. And I have him on my 15 list, but not my 12 list. Wow. So he, did, he didn't, he didn't, he wasn't there long enough and he mailed in the first half of the season. I can't get, even if he's scoring a million points a game, I can't give him an all-star. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, uh, yeah, if he's playing great, he's obviously deserving of an all-star berth yep. in terms of statistics and play. But I don't think that you get to be an all-star in the same year where you nuke your team and force Hold on. force your way out of the place. I wasn't hearing you disparage Anthony Davis last year. Uh, this is the same year that it happened. Yeah, I, he mailed in the first like month, six weeks of the season. Anthony Anthony Davis didn't do anything bad last year. He he. I would have. I would have if. Uh, this were two years ago, and Anthony Davis had like decided to stop playing for his team halfway through the year before All Star break. Yeah, I would have said, "Okay, cool." You I mean, are not an All-Star he sort of did do that. Uh, I, that's fine. I don't know. I, he didn't do it last year. No, he didn't right? do it There's last like year. A, he, it's he, like he, a one year. You got the year that you break your team, you don't make All Star team. All right. Is, is I want to. I want to read you. Um, I concur, Jerry. I want to read you James Harden's stat line. Oh, you can read your me James Harden's stat line all you want. Like I said, he's very deserving in terms of statistic and play statistics and play of an all-star berth. But I'm not going to give him one because wow. he blew up his team. And yeah, but he did it. He did it in the West. I I don't care. Right, and he spent. He, so he's only he's had six fewer weeks in the East, and he didn't show up for those games in the West. He doesn't. Not only did this he is not a non-starter. Up, There's no amount of stats that you could pitch to me that is yeah. going to make me not believe. Only, not only did he not show up, he like actively undermined the like play of the team on more than one occasion. Uh, just and like was really really um, flagrant with his, you know, uh, COVID. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm very happy not leaving, not putting uh, Harden on the All Star team this year. All right, uh, yeah, Harden is uh, Harden's for sure a dingus. Uh, you you will not uh, <laughs> you will not hear me defend his non ding non dingus status. I, I don't know, uh, but oh my god, the guy's play is amazing. He may be he may be the best player in the Eastern Conference right now, and uh, yeah, I don't know, I I don't.
James Harden is, uh, you know, a dingus, but uh, at the same time, he's incredible at basketball. And I don't know. I I, I think I think again, if it comes down to like we we you know, I'm gonna basically repeat the arguments I made with Kyrie earlier in the year, uh, which is to say, if the Nets win a title this year, I don't think anywhere on you know James Harden's like the way that anyone talks about him ever again will be like, yeah, but he was a real jerk when he forced his way out of Houston. I just don't think it'll matter at all. Okay. Uh, I mean, on, on at the end, also our our descent doesn't matter because he's going to make it, it in. Yeah, uh, it it matters to the Rockets. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying us saying he doesn't deserve it. This Dude, year doesn't really matter because they're gonna they're gonna make him an All Star. Rockets on the second best team in the East. Rockets fans, I I think do not get to be mad at James Harden. He single-handedly made them an interesting basketball team for a decade. And then it was his stupid owner who decided you don't get uh, Ben Simmons as a replacement. It's not Harden's fault. No, no, but I'm not saying that, uh, yeah, Fertitta's a a, a dingus too. If we're going to, you know, let this just... If we're going to throw the dingus dingus word around. (laughs) Yeah, but... You know, Harden still was a dingus and forced his way out of his, like, nuked his team. The name, the, the word team is in All-Star. So, like... The word team is in All-Star? The All-Star yeah, All-Star team. All-Star yeah. team. Well, it's in All-Star team, yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Jerry. I understood what you are saying. Okay, cool. Don't, don't, let him, don't let him bring you down. <laughs> oh, I... I wasn't going to. I'm I'm very very comfortable. And by the way, I think the Rockets fans do have a, a, a right to be upset with James Harden. He did give them a, a many good years of basketball, but he also asked them to get rid of Chris Paul and take on Russell Westbrook and then didn't end up getting along with Westbrook. And then the second that didn't work out, he uh, said, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. And left, so they have every right to be upset with him. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that doesn't mean they're. It's it's fair, but if I were a Rockets fan, I'd be a little upset. He also was the one who got Chris Paul, who demanded they go get Chris Paul, right, and then decided he didn't want to play with him. No, I I I understand four first round picks to go get a, a player who's probably worse. I'm just saying, I don't think you can. It it feels weird to knock James Harden for, like, the Chris Paul for Westbrook thing when they wouldn't have had Chris Paul had Harden not pushed for it anyway. Uh, why? Hold on. I guess I don't remember that reporting. I thought that that was, like, a Maury mastermind thing. I think, like, I'm sure, that, I'm sure that Harden had a part in it, but... I think every move... He's the reason why it happened. I think every move since, like, 2013 was a collab between James Harden... Daryl Morey and whoever happened to be the owner of the Houston Rockets at that time. Uh, it was Anderson. Was oh no. So I, I just mean like it, this persisted post ownership change. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just don't think he's, um, he's, he's not uh, immune from criticism in that 
especially if you're a Rockets fan. I, I don't blame them for being upset with them if with him if they are. But it's also, yeah, it's not James Harden's fault, but he should take some of the blame for that not working. He was the the centerpiece, and then when it didn't wasn't convenient for him anymore, he still has 150 million dollars left on his contract. He shows up, doesn't show up, and makes a big stink and gets his way. But yeah, he's he's an all star. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I don't know, man. It's uh, James Harden single handedly made that team relevant for ten years. For sure. Yeah. Uh, that's I, I don't I don't think you can be mad when he leaves. This is this is like uh, when Cleveland fans were mad that LeBron left. So here there's a difference though, right? The difference being that James Harden, uh, if he left had left in free agency to go play for another team, that would be one thing, right? <clears throat> that's not what he did though. He sabotaged the team that he was on, like with his play so he could force his way out and get a trade that he wanted because he didn't want to play there anymore. Uh, that's, that's a different thing. I'd than suggest that that is an uncharitable interpretation of what happened. James Harden. Really? Because you just quoted his stats right now. He was perfectly capable of putting those up in Houston. Why didn't he do that? James Harden's stats in Houston this year were 25 points, five rebounds and 10 assists per 36 on 44, 35, 89, those are incredible numbers. He was awesome. But he's elite now. Well, yeah, Brooklyn. he's playing next to Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant now. And Joe Harris. And Joe Harris. If you didn't expect his efficiency to <laughs> take a bump when he went to Brooklyn, I like I don't know what to tell you. No, I look. I've already, I've already like said Yes, it's fine. He is absolutely deserving of an all-star berth in terms of his production. I just uh, he he nuked his team. He just, his he's team like, was nuked before that. Does Daryl Morey? Do, do you think that like Daryl Morey deserves criticism for abandoning the Rockets and going to Philadelphia? Yeah. How, how about Mike D'Antoni? Really, you do? Yeah, he he pulled the trigger on that deal, but that that deal doesn't get done unless. James Harden wants it to be get done. I I agree. What what I'm saying though is like the entire organization blew up around James Harden and then he was like screw this, my owner's a racist, the team's not going to work, I don't want to be here. Please trade me. I I I don't know, man. Uh if I were, if if I think about it from like my perspective, if I were James Harden, I would have also demanded a trade. I would not have wanted Look, to man, stay there. Yeah, sure. I, I probably would have demanded a trade too. That's fine. What I'm all and, and like, if he decided that he had to do that, like, that's cool too. But like, I, I just don't think that uh, I am. I'm interested in giving him an All Star berth in the that's year fine. that he does it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and Phil, you're right. He is not, not beyond criticism and it does, it does kind of feel as if I'm saying that. Uh, so I, I should, I should maybe amend my, the way that I'm arguing this because I, yeah, I think James Harden has been an idiot most of the year. I just, I guess I don't know what the all-star game is for if James Harden isn't one. 
Like, what's the point of the All Star game? He can afford to miss a year. He'll be right back in there next year. But he's, <laughs> he's gonna get. He's gonna get in. There's no way he's not an All Star. But as if we're making our list, I mean, well, again, I, I have him on my third. I have him on my fifteen list. But if I have to whittle it down to twelve, I'm not I'm not squeezing him in there. This is the other thing too. Like, it's not like there aren't other undeserving players that could make the list over him. Like, sure, he deserves it. Like, in terms of production, more than they do. But it's not like we're putting some scrub on the team because I'm not putting. Oh Harden yeah. On the team. Half the reason. Half the reason why I decided not to put him on because it was because I already had a logjam of people I wanted to put on the Eastern Conference All Star team, and. It was like a convenient way to to put to an extra Dave's guy <laughs> to put an extra guy onto the East who I think deserves like a stint, uh, you know. Yeah, so there's yeah. that too. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I, I guess I, uh, I, I yeah, that's that's fine. We're we're not going to agree. I just can't believe you didn't include him at all. That's uh, yeah. He, do you think he is the best player in the Eastern Conference? Uh, he's certainly top three, top three or four. Yeah. Um, okay. Like Durant's been injured. I would probably put him above Durant. Uh, Embiid's been a little turnover prone. Um, maybe I give him the nod above Embiid. Giannis is still Giannis, even if he isn't quite as like absurd this year as he was in the years past. Yeah. Harden is also turnover prone for what it's worth. Um, yeah. So I don't know if I'd have him as the best, but he'd be, you know, top three. Top yeah, he's four. in there. All right, cool. Yeah, so I guess what it boils down to is we just have different kind of values for, like, what uh, what makes an all-star. I literally think it's performance only. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's fine. That's cool. This is why uh, I was hyped to do this episode. Uh, I did forget that we were going to start with the West, though, because I got so stoked to hot take James Harden. <laughs> Well, let's just roll with it. All right, yeah. Uh, so I obviously have Harden as one of the starting guards, and then both of you guys had uh, Embiid, I think, as your as uh, w- what would have been one of your front court players. Um, who are you guys backcourt if uh, Harden isn't in there in the East? Uh, let's see here. Probably, like I said, I didn't have these things like as a starter, so probably like Irving and maybe. Jalen Brown or Bradley Beal? Okay. Yeah, I mean, Irving and Beal are the two who actually did make it. Yeah. Uh, I uh, he's Beal's a little bit lower on my list, but it's not because I think he hasn't been playing well. It's just because I went... I was looking at the way I wrote my list was I was just looking at the standings and being like, okay, who are the best players on the best team? <laughs> and then I got to the Wizards and it's like, oh yeah, Bradley Beal's on that team. And then... They're terrible. <laughs> Though they're on a bit of a win streak, all it's right. True. Uh, Phil, who do you and have? He's, he's leading the league in scoring. Yeah, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I have. I also have Beal and Irving, but um, I probably. I mean, Beal was voted in, so yeah, I wouldn't probably wouldn't have him as my starter. Um, I gave the nod to Middleton just because he's on. He's on the Bucks. They're they're good. It is, is a backs, as a, a forward? Well, so as a guard? we already disregarded the positional oh, listings. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm sure. Uh, Middleton can certainly guard guards. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of, I'm guard deficient with my selections, so. That's interesting. All right, cool. So your backcourt is Irving and Middleton. I like that. So mine is mine is Irving and Harden. Um, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're they're both insane. They're both shooting 50, 40, 90. What else, what else can I say? They're amazing. Uh, yeah. So I, and then I also have Embiid as kind of my uh, front court centerpiece. He's been insane this year. Uh, do you guys just have Durant on Denokumpo? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Cool. So we we're pretty adherent to uh, to the actual like turn of events, though it it sounds like uh, Phil and I both list Beal somewhat lower. So Phil, I'm I'm curious. Do you have um, for your reserve list? Do you have like your two guards picked out, and is Beal among them? Yes, Beal is one of them, and I don't know if you want to talk about my other one now because that's that's the only guy on my list who's probably a stretch. But oh yeah, let's let's um, talk about him. So I picked Van Vliet. Whoa. Okay. Uh, I just think he's been good this season. I know he's probably doesn't have the stats to back it up, but they started really poorly and they're now in the six seed. They're 500 and he's really the main, he's one of the main reasons why they're doing it. Yeah. And he had a 50 point game this year. I mean, he's just, he's taken a step and I think he deserves a nod. So cool. Uh, the, uh, yeah. and, and they're just, there were too many, you know, Siakam, I, I didn't put Siakam on my list because I just have too many similar guys to him already on there. So <clears throat> so here's probably my other my other big hot take is I don't have any Raptors on, on the All-Star team. I also have no Raptors on the All-Star team. Okay, all right. Yep. Yeah, Van Vliet is one of my snubs. Uh I think he's been for sure very good. I just think the guards in the East are insane. They are. There's so many yeah. good guards in the East. Um, so yeah, my my reserve guards are uh, Beal is actually my number four. Uh, I have Zach Levine as my number three guard in the East. Um, let me let me just compare Beal and Levine. Right, you know, one to one. Beal's averaging four more points than Levine, thirty-three to twenty-nine. They're averaging the same number of rebounds and the same number of assists. Levine is shooting fifty-two percent from the field. Beal is shooting forty-eight. Levine is shooting forty-three percent from three. Beal is at thirty-three, and then Beal is at eighty-nine percent from the stripe. Levine is at eighty-six. This this makes me feel so warm in my tummy. Heck yeah. I uh I love Zach Levine. Yeah, dude. Me too. I it like he was my favorite player when he was on the Wolves. Um besides Rubio, I guess. Uh <laughs> but oh oh boy. Like I I like and I, I feel like I was you and I were like some of the only people in the world that like really believed in Zach Levine. Yeah. <laughs> and even I like didn't see this much coming. Like 
I didn't think that Levine was ever going to average 28 points a game, but like, holy crap, that guy's, that guy's so good. He's, He's grown so well. His performance this season is significantly better than Derrick Rose's MVP performance back in 2011. I don't, I, have, I don't even think it's close. I have his name in all caps on my list. <laughs> I have Levine on my on my 15-man roster. Um, yeah, he was good. It was tough. Uh, he probably should be in there over Van Fleet for me, but I, I gave him the nod record-wise, even though they're not they're not too far off from each other. But the Raptors are for sure a better team. And Zach Levine is still not a very good defender. He's at least trying more. But, like, Zach Levine's teammates are uh, well, yeah, not like that's, good at that's basketball. The there, there's, like, three or four guys on that Raptors team that, like, if you were going to put an all-star, put, put an all, a Raptor on the all-star team, that, like, I wouldn't argue with you, right? Like, Pascal's been good, if not, like, as good as he has, he has in past years. He's just years. in Sean Marion land right now. Yeah, uh, Lowry is still like a metronome, just blood all around. Uh, even um, there's Van Vliet, uh, and even like yeah, Norman Powell has been playing very well this year. Though I don't think he's an all star. But no, no. But like besides Zach Levine, uh, there there are a few teams like this. The, besides Zach Levine, there's nobody on that roster. That Lowry's Lowry's had a decent season. But uh, no, yeah, he, yeah, no, he's not amazing. Sure, he, he's like a he's he's putting up like what seventeen points, seven rebounds, five assists, or wait, what did I just say? He's like a nineteen six and one. Yeah, Lowry, Lowry's in the Shabazz Muhammad school of uh, assists. No way. What? The Shabazz Muhammad school of assists. Lowry does not pass the ball well. He's averaging 0.9 assists per game this year. Do you mean Napier or Muhammad? Oh my gosh. Not Shabazz Muhammad. Uh, oh, brain. Jerry, who am I thinking of? Drafted like 14. Napier. No, no. Oh my God. Shabazz. Shabazz Muhammad? Muhammad. Is that not what I said? It is what you yeah. said. I thought you meant Shabazz Napier. Uh, Kyle Lowry is averaging 6.4 rebounds per uh, game this year. I, I don't know where you're getting I'm this talking idea. about Lori Markinen. Oh. <laughs> what? Okay, that's because you said Kyle Lowry. No, no. Lowry. Lowry oh, Markinen. I too thought you so, were talking so, about Kyle Lowry. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, no, no. Uh, I, I was saying Zach Levine has no one. Except Lowry Markinen, who is like yeah, okay. moderately okay, um, but can't pass the ball at all. So I, I thought you were saying that Lowry Markinen had five assists per game. I was like, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I have. I will also admit I've watched almost no Chicago this year. I've I've, I've seen that Levine's doing very well, but I'm not clued into how the rest of that roster looks. I, I try to catch a few Bulls games every year, just just to like check in on my man, oh, see dude. how he's doing. They're a fun team to watch. Period. I I sure hope Kobe White is a basketball player. 
I, lo- I love his sass too. There was there was that one game where he had like he had forty points and Boylan wanted to pull him at the end of the game, and he was like he refused to come out. He's like, "What are you talking about? I've got fucking forty points. Why <laughs> why are you taking me out?" Do you remember Boylan? Yeah, I do. What a yeah. loon. Jeez. Uh, yeah. How has Pat? How has Patrick Williams been for them? The, their their draft pick this year. He, uh, he's been okay. Uh, he's not very productive, which is kind of what you'd expect because he's you know an extremely raw prospect. I think he's averaging in the vicinity of like ten points per game, and he's playing about thirty minutes a game. Yeah, um, ten and five. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and his shooting splits. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's like forty-seven and thirty-eight or something like that. Uh, field goal yeah, three. Yeah, it's not bad. Forty-eight and thirty-nine, basically. Oh wow! Yeah, so even better. Yeah, um, yeah. He's he's looked fine. I think that he's the hope is that he becomes a really good defensive player, and then you've just got like an elite three and D type prospect who can maybe ball handle a little bit someday. Yeah, because that was a bit of a surprise. Them picking him that high, but um... it was. I liked the pick though. Well, he, he shot up the, the boards. There, yeah. there you, I remember the reading that there was talk that he might fall to the Wolves' second pick, like, like at 15. Oh, wow. Early on, oh, early on in the summer. And, he, and by the end of the, by the time the draft came, he was like in talks to be, yeah, as high as where he was drafted at four. So. All right. So we've got really like, shot up. We've got like Levine, Beal. Uh, I think all of us have Beal. So it's Beal, Levine, and Van Vliet uh, as kind of our. Uh, reserve guards. Am I for Jerry? Who was your second one that I'm forgetting here? Probably Trey Young. Trey Young. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Trey's Trey's had a weird year, man. Uh, he's had a weird year, but like the Hawks are still not awful, and they've been so badly injured too. Every player yeah. on that team has missed time, and he's by far their most productive player. So, oh yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't feel. This has kind of been my theme for the Eastern Conference. There's a bunch of players on bad teams that I thought like were just very productive, and I decided to give them the nod. Sure. Over players that I've, like, against my better judgment, really. Yeah, so the, the guy who would stick out to me as a legit, maybe, that's hard to swallow, would be Jalen Brown. Uh, I have I have Jalen Brown on here, too. As a wild card? Yeah. Oh, I'm stoked. All right, cool. Uh, so Levine, Beal, Van Vliet, and Trey Young are kind of our uh, our orbiting reserve guards. Do you guys? Do you either of you have Middleton? I have him as a reserve forward. I okay. I have so I'm cheating a little bit right now. I've got 13 players on my list. I, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know who exactly isn't making the cut, but it's one of two guys and I'm going to be very sad about it. One of three guys. But Jerry's Jerry's also not a Middleton believer traditionally. That's true, but he's been he's, really really good this year. He's just so consistent and he's, he's, amazing. he's easy he's easy to overlook, but he's he's a big part of why that team is so dominant in the regular season. I totally agree. I mean Middleton is like defensively just an incredible player. He's actually struggling a little bit defensively this year. Um I think he's But yeah, twenty six six on fifty four percent, forty two percent from three, like eighty nine percent from the line. He's, he's amazing. He's just solid. Yeah. Yep. 
Yep, incredible. He's an incredible three and D player who can also shoot and uh, from inside the arc and can also be your primary ball handler for pretty yeah. long periods of time. He's this awesome. Is, this is kind of the thing. I, I remember uh, we got into a long argument about Chris Middleton like a year or two ago. Yeah. Um, and I was very unfair to him uh, at that time, and you sort of convinced me that he was better than I thought he was. So much so that last playoffs, when Giannis went down against the Heat, I was like, "Now nah, Middleton's got one in him. He he can keep them." <laughs> yeah, uh, and he just looked horrible in that game. Now, part of that's probably the Heat were like on a war path that play on during in the bubble, but like, yeah, he was having he had a really hard time creating anything on his own. He like, also was just he, missing wide open looks. Yeah, he just had a uh, rough game. Yeah. So that that kind of like colored my uh, my image of him a little bit. I, I've still got him on my team here, but he's at the very he's towards the very bottom of the list. So I have him as my number five forward. Uh, so Embiid, Durant, Giannis are the I, I think pretty un like indisputably undisputably. I don't know what word that is. You should not dispute those three. Those three are amazing. Pretty much beyond uh, comprehension. Love all three of those players. Uh, and then uh, I have Jason Tatum as my kind of lead forward for the reserve unit. Tatum started a little a little strange this year. But uh, since, since uh, yeah, that weird start, he's actually stabilized into the best player on a really good Celtics team. Uh, I... I I don't know. Part of this is just I'm really jealous. I wish we had Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum on our team. I think he's really good. And I yeah. wish he was a Timberwolf. Yeah, I have him on my roster. Yep, I've got him and Brown both right next to each other. Partially because they're both in the Celtics. Yeah. But also because I think that's probably where I'd have them. They're the first guys that I had written down after Levine. Uh, so... Okay, nice. Yeah, so my my sixth uh, forward then, rounding out the uh, positional assignments, would be Bam. And this one was a little tough. Bam's having a strange year, but uh, he's just so good. I just am, I love his game. I love watching Bam play. Um, his passing is not maybe quite as uh, hyper-effective as it had been in... Uh, last year's um regular season and then the bubble but i don't know i just think he's so awesome so i don't have bam on my team wow who do you have instead of bam Bam is the last player on my 12 man list yeah nice so he's in your wild card slot cut and break lines I, i guess yeah um so I I don't have Bam. I instead I put uh put Vooch in. Yeah, Vooch is interesting. Uh Vooch is part of like a three player milieu who are all having really similar seasons. Alright, so let me let me guess your milieu. Yeah, yeah. Vooch. Yep. Sabonis. Yep. Randall. Yep. Yeah, that's I, uh, exactly right. Yep. Um, so I put two of those guys on my roster. 
and I don't know which ones. <laughs> <laughs> they're, 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 the, they're at the bottom of my list, and I'm not sure which one I would cut. But, oh, funny. Uh, I, well, you said before the pod you'd cut Randall, which well, I, is I, fine. I, He's, he's like my final cut. Like if I had to cut one, I'd probably cut Randall, but I would not feel very good about it. Uh, the reason why I I think I would for sure put Vooch on, though, is because he's really having a good year. Uh, his uh, his three-point shooting this year has been just sublime. Oh, yeah, he's amazing. Um. Now, he's always been an okay three-point shooter. Maybe not always, but for the past few years. But this year, he's upped his attempts and his percentage. He's over 40% on the season. And I don't... It's not his fault that his entire team disintegrated around him. Yeah, he's missing. Um, he's missing two starters the entire season. I arguably even more than that because Isaac's been out too. Oh, um, Isaac's who I was referring to. Isaac and Fultz. Oh, yeah, I, I guess uh, you know Aaron Gornstan over here. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, I I put Vooch in because he's just he's just so good. Look at him. Uh, yeah, he's good. Uh, Vooch is uh, not on my team, though. He's in my snub list. I had to decide on one of those three, and I think Sabonis is having the best season of the three of them. Yeah, no- Sabonis is the other one. I, he, he like Sabonis was looking absurd at the start of the season. He's cooled off a little bit. I had the reason why I decided not to, like, I wasn't as keen on him as I was on Vooch is because there's two other guys on the Pacers team that both could like have fringe all-star cases I think in uh, Turner and um, Brogdon Brogdon's playing extremely well this year yeah uh, but yeah I it's not it's not Vooch's fault that his he's have he's been an all-star before his his team's bad, but it's because they've been injury ravaged. Yeah. I, I can't, I can't, can't bring myself. I, I cut, dude, I cut, uh, I cut Ben Simmons for this and I, it was hard, but it, cause I love Ben Simmons, but. So, uh, a little counter argument. Brogdon has been a, a monster, but, uh, both, both Vooch and Sabonis are missing starting teammates. Uh, and a lot of them. Obviously, Depot is gone from the Pacers, and Levert is out uh, after having had his uh, his mass operated on. Warren uh, had surgery on his foot and is missing time. Um, and the Pacers are the number four seed in the Eastern Conference, and the Magic are the number 12 seed in the Eastern Conference. Yeah. I just I think that matters. That's fair. I uh I mean like I like I said I've got both of them in. So. Yo, sure, sure. And then yeah, Randall Randall's tough. I I really wanted to include him. I just think I think this the stat lines for both Vooch and Sabonis have been better than Randall's. Uh it does feel bad not to include him, though. It does, yeah. I, I, 
It feels bad because I really want Julius Randle to be an all-star. Well, like, plus, it, like, it's such a like a great breakout season story yeah. for me. Yeah, Julius Randle's gonna win Most Improved Player. Yeah, I think yeah, it's definitely definitely the front runner. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I just I think I think basically so between Tatum and Middleton, those two are just like clearly head and shoulders above the next tier. I think Bam is sort of in a tier of his own, and then of those three, I just think Sabonis has been the best. So I have him as my wild card. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess I'm just like a little bit too disappointed in the way the Heat season has gone. Um, I don't have him. I don't have the uh, Bam or Jimmy on here. I guess yeah. like Jimmy has missed a lot of games and hasn't really looked like himself. But well, he's he's looked fine since he got healthy. <clears throat> um, it's also worth noting that despite all of the missed time from Miami players and despite every team in the NBA, like literally spending hours every morning game planning for Duncan Robinson, the Heat still do have a better record than the Magic. Sure. But I I don't think, I don't think you're crazy for choosing Vooch over Bam. I think offensively they're very similar in terms of production but defensively, I I don't think they're particularly oh, close. They're not close. Uh, the reason why I the the jump in three point shooting, like attempts and efficiencies, sort of it just sort of blows my mind. And the only reason why the Orlando Magic have any wins at all is because of Vucevic. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think you're nuts for putting Vuce on at all. I think you could argue the same thing for Randall, though. And they have a better record. They do have a better and record. Randall is scoring. He's shooting 40% from three this year. 23, 11, five and a half assists. I mean, I I have him and Sabonis in over Vooch just based on record. Look, and I have I, to admit, I, I, I – I'm just now realizing this. I completely forgot about Malcolm Brogdon. He should be on here somewhere, but uh, or at least on my 15 man list. But I, I completely forgot about him. So. Dude, the guards in the East are insane. It They're isn't just so Brogdon. Good. Drew yeah. Holiday isn't going to yeah. make it. Kyle Lowry isn't going to make it. Oh, that's right, Drew. That dude. Seriously, the East has so many guards. Like even. Sexton, he's an easy cut right now because of the the Cavaliers are bad, but yeah. he's he's really good. Yeah, I mean, had had this voting happened four weeks ago, Sexton would have for sure been on there. Drummond might have been on there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's too a... bad that the Cavs season has gone the the direction we thought it might. <laughs> that was a fun story for a while. I I would really like I like I said. I would love to have all three of them on the list, but yeah, this is part of the reason why I want fifteen. Damn it! All right, so so Phil, uh, you had Middleton in as a guard. So who are your reserve forwards? So you mentioned that Randall's in there. Who else do you have? Yeah, I have Tatum. I have Randall, um, and I have Ben Simmons too as a forward. Yeah, I I just it's I don't I don't know how to I don't know how to quantify him. Okay. I mean, sure. He's he's a he's a swing whatever. You can put him in wherever you need to. 
He defends every but, position, yeah. And it's, you know, his it's only 15 points, but 8 assists, 8 boards. And his defense has been, at least from what I've seen in the games I've watched, has been pretty great. Oh, so he's amazing. I, and they're the best team in the, the East, so I think it's not fair to leave him off. Um, but yeah, it was tough. Um, I liked Vooch too. I, I just, I, I had him on, I really debated putting him in there. Um, but yeah, just the record was like, I, and he's, yes, he's, his roster is, uh, depleted right now, but I mean, think about what Randall's doing. Randall has a, a terrible roster and he's somehow managed to get this team to the playoffs so or at least right now yeah in the playoff picture um yeah yeah randall's also got a bunch of assists per game yeah he's been he's been out of his mind randall's awesome yeah he's a good playmaker too there's look i it's not i i want him on the team i I do no 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 it's tough it's not not easy yeah, Randall, the the question is, so I guess of the four, Tatum, Middleton, Adebayo, Sabonis, do you think Randall belongs in there over those guys, any of those guys? Uh, the only one that I would consider putting him on over is Middleton, and I can't do it because uh, I know how biased I am against Middleton. So, <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, yeah. I'm acknowledging my bias and putting doing the the thing that like my brain is telling me to do. Right. And I think Bam is a better player, but this season I would I would give Randall the nod over him just Interesting. based on record. Okay. Yeah, uh But I'm also, you know, I'm I'm trying not to be a total homer here, but I was saying to Jerry before we started recording, you know, that's been I don't know how many years since we've had a player worthy of all-star contention. Yeah. who's actually, it's not a, it's not ludicrous to bring him up as an, as a possible candidate. So Randall's I don't think it's crazy too. to put, I don't think it's crazy to put him in. So I agree. I'm going to, I'm just going to do it. I don't care. Okay, cool. Um, so then my, yeah, my last player for my last wild card spot is Jalen Brown, uh, who, is playing uh, maybe like a like a hair worse in the past few weeks, but he's still having such a great season, and uh, I just I think he's amazing. I think he and Tatum as a wing duo are a, a very light Kawhi Paul George version, though obviously significantly younger. Yeah, he's been good. I just I had trouble. I don't know. They've they've underwhelmed this year as a team, at least in my mind. I thought they would be stronger coming out to start the season. So I didn't want to give them two all stars. But they've had a lot of injury they're, trouble. They're yeah. yeah, they're very shallow, and yeah, they uh, yeah. Kemba hasn't been himself. Well, he's so. he's missed most of the season, hasn't he? He missed the first month or so. Or am I missing my... I don't know. No, I think that's right. 
Uh, yep. Kemba has played this year 14 games. So. And yeah, it's not, he doesn't, you know, he's shooting 38% from the field. It's not good. Um, okay, so yeah, Jerry, who rounds out your final 12? Uh, I think I've already... Oh, yeah, Trey Young, that's right. I'm sorry. He rem- yeah. I remember that. Uh, Phil, I didn't have I, Trey I, on. I didn't yeah. even have Trey on my fifteen. I couldn't couldn't give it to him. I could probably cut Trey Young for Bam. I guess I, it's there's a lot of players in the East. You know? Yeah. Trey Trey had such an amazing start to the season, and then John Collins complained about him in the media. And the next ten games, Trey Young couldn't play basketball at all. It was I've never seen a player get have their confidence shattered so badly. But since then, he's been playing a lot better again. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the Hawks the Hawks as a team have maybe underwhelmed a little bit, but the injury troubles there are just uh, bonkers. Uh, so have some of the front office decisions been. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I also don't have Trey on, but I, I could for sure justify... Uh, having him on, especially given that Luca made uh, made it as a starter in the West, and uh, yeah, I just you know, I I don't think a ton separates those two guys. Luca rebounds better, obviously, and is taller. And I'm feeling really bad that I totally blanked on uh, Malcolm Brogdon right now. Yeah, Brogdon has had a great season. Um, did he make it either of yours, your guys' teams, or no? Nope. Yeah. No, he didn't make my team. He was one of the. I, I remember, or like I said, I had. A, it was, I had a lot of players on for the East, yeah. like in my initial, and he he and uh, Miles were some of my first cuts. But so wait, Phil, do you have no Pacers? No, I have Sabonis. Okay, okay, I have Sabonis. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, you got to include. You have to include one of them. They're the four seed, inexplicably. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Um, so here well, are the guys. Here... So okay. So I, my pushback on that argument would be like, yes, they're the four seed, but only by half a game, and yeah. everybody from four to eight is so close to each other. Sure, but they started the season really strong. I mean, they've they've struggled recently, but yeah, I, I, they're still. I, th- I have a feeling they're going to stay right there. They're not going to dip any lower. They don't have TJ Warren and they don't have Karis LeVert. <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's pretty huge. Uh, so here are the guys who I have listed that I snubbed. Trey Young, big snub. Uh, Drew Holiday, Malcolm Brogdon, Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, Fred Van Vliet, Nikola Vucevic, Julius Randle. So we've obviously talked about all those guys already. And then two guys who I who we haven't talked about, but who I think have pretty decent cases. Uh, one is Tobias Harris, who I think maybe deserves it even more than Ben Simmons, potentially. Uh, I, I, I guess yeah, I... you could make that, definitely make that argument. Yeah, I, I, I don't think I personally believe that, but if someone made the argument to me, I don't think I'd reject it out of hand. Harris has been awesome. Like, awesome this year. 
Um, and then Gordon Hayward is the other one who is leading a like way, way overperforming Charlotte Hornbob Netcats team. Yeah, and they're in the playoffs too. They're they're better than I think most of us expected. They oh yeah, be. way better. Um, yeah. And I certainly am not going to give. I mean, Lamelo's way better than I thought, but uh, I, I cannot, in good conscience. It's like poison in my veins, man. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't give him an All Star nod. No. But if, yeah, if I were to choose, it'd probably be Hayward. But I just these other guys, I can't. Can't justify it. Well, and, and that's the other thing is like the Hornets have they've been a weird team. Like Lamelo's been on and off. Rozier has been uh, really on. Uh, I think Rozier's yeah. probably. I don't know. Jordan Clarkson's really good too, but Rozier's like maybe uh, in the conversation there for like best six man of the year. Yeah, yeah. And and if you can even call Terry Rozier a six man, but like Devontae Graham has been really struggling, uh, just kind of all over the place. Just a really weird season for Devontae Graham. Um, and then it's like you look at the rest of that. Hornbob Netcats team. They're just not very good. Uh, I actually, yeah. uh, uh, Miles Bridges has played pretty decent. So that's good. Good for Miles. Uh, Malik, you know, Malik Monk, Monk is, is playing really well. Yeah. Yeah, Monk has been better. I haven't, is PJ Washington doing okay? He was solid for them last year, but I haven't. Do you, uh, do you still have any of that Malik Monk stock, Matt? From, oh, heck yeah. From the draft? Heck yeah. Yeah. You didn't sell that off for no for... way, diamond hands, baby. <laughs> you don't lose money unless you sell, Jer. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's just not a very good team, but they're playing pretty well, and I think a lot of a lot of that is Hayward. He's just a really stabilizing influence, making Michael Jordan look smart. But I didn't have him as an All Star. I just think you could justify it. Are there any other snubs who I didn't mention who you guys want to call out? I'm sure there are people we haven't mentioned that may be deserving, but uh, not that I can think of. Terrence Ross, Jerry? Um, no. <laughs> nope. Uh, there actually is one more guy who I considered, but I just their record is so terrible that I didn't even think about it. Um, and that was Jeremy Grant, who's played pretty darn well. For yeah. an awful Pistons yeah. team. That's fair. Jeremy Grant uh, said he wanted to be more of a score first option, and everyone laughed, and he's been pretty good. Yeah, he's doing it. He's uh, yeah. He's got that old man game. I don't know if you guys have watched many Pistons games, but uh, Jeremy Grant's got the, got the hip shakes. I've got yeah, all he's... the... Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say he, you know... He's uh, not afraid to shoot those threes, and he, if you remember from those terrible Sixers days when he was their basically their number one option when they were tanking for four seasons straight, he was not a great three-point shooter, but just got a lot of uh, reps. So reps. I'm, yeah. it's not surprising that he's got that confidence, but... Uh, yeah, good for him. 
Yeah, I, I I don't think you can call him an all star, but he's he's played he's played better than I thought he would have in that role. Yeah. All right, so uh, you guys want to move to the West? Yeah, sure. It's going to be a lot less interesting. I I kind of agree, actually. Though though maybe not. We'll we'll see. Who do you guys have as your like number one player in the West? The guy who should be uh, drafting. So so here's my. Here's my other hot take, I guess. Yep. Um, the correct answer, in my opinion, is Nikola Jokic. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to say Damian. I'm going to say Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard. Damn girl. Yeah. Dame time. Lillard is carrying a injury ravaged, underperforming uh, second best player on the team is one Bob Covington <laughs> to the fourth. <laughs> Uh yeah, they're eighteen and eleven somehow. <laughs> they're so they're he is so good. Yeah, he's Lillard amazing. Like perfect does, point guard. Does McCollum McCollum hasn't played enough games to qualify, has he? No, he's been hurt almost the whole year. Yeah. Yeah, Dame's Dame's yeah, been it's... awesome. Uh, I I don't I don't hate that choice, Jerry. I think that's a totally justifiable thing. Damian Lillard has basically been heroic in his efforts. Uh, Phil, who do you have as your as your number one guy? Yeah, I had Jokic, or but well, I mean LeBron, but sure, sure. But yeah, I had Jokic. Uh, yeah, Jokic has been unbelievable. Uh, Twenty-seven, eleven, and nine on fifty-seven, forty, and eighty-eight. What the hell? Like, I, I actually don't think we've seen anything like that since Wilt Chamberlain. He's he's a video game. He's he's a video game character. He is a 2K character come to life. Yeah, Jokic sort of. is incredible. Yeah. I, uh... What if Cool Hands was <laughs> seven feet tall? Cool Hands was my old uh, my career player in NBA, like two K fourteen, who I averaged. Uh, <laughs> oh, come on! It was two K eleven. Eleven. Let's, let's yeah. be serious. How, yeah, however long ago it was, uh, I averaged a triple double with him, and I was pretty hyped about it. Anyway, uh, Cool Hands. Yeah, Jokic is insane. Like, actually fundamentally insane. But I don't think he's been the most insane player in the West this year. I think that's Steph Curry. Uh, Yeah. Steph Curry, this season, Jerry, 30 Mm -hmm. points, 5 rebounds, 6 assists on 49-42-94. Phew! Steph Curry's yeah. best two teammates are Kelly Oubre and Andrew Wiggins. Wow. Really, really calling out... Uh, Darmond? <clears throat> Darmond there. Yeah, I mean, Darmond's... Uh, Darmond's rocking a walker. It's true. It's true. I, yeah, I, I'm probably I am probably being unfair to Curry. Um as I have been ever since uh, Kevin Durant has joined the Warriors. Um, he's certainly having a hell of a year. He's insane. But, uh, yeah. 
Did you see that uh, post-buzzer underhanded three that he made the other day? <laughs> it, was a, uh, it was a highlight yeah, it, going it was, around Reddit. It was, it was making the rounds on Twitter a little bit, too. Yeah. I did see that one. Just, what the hell? This guy can just literally make it from anywhere at any angle. It's insane. He's so good. Uh, and, yeah, I don't know. I just think I did not have the Warriors as a top eight team. Somehow he has them with a winning record. That doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. Uh, all right, so, uh, yeah. I, I like I like Dame, too, though. Uh, but I don't have Dame as a starter. Uh, I have, for my backcourt, Curry and then Kawhi Leonard, who obviously was listed as a forward for some reason. Is it safe to say none of us started Luka? I did uh, not start Luca. Yeah, I did not start Luca. Holy shit, we're haters, guys. <laughs> well, well, I mean, it's, it's yeah. the Mavericks are thirteen and fifteen. You know. Yeah, they're not. Uh, they're not the three seed like I predicted they would be. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Luca's been. Uh... Luke has been hot and cold this year. Obviously, extremely productive, but uh, I don't know. I I I would have Lillard, Leonard, and Curry over Luka Doncic as a guard right now. Yep, I agree. Yeah, I would even think about Paul George. Now, Paul George, Paul George has been doesn't hurt. play guard though. Okay. I mean, like, it's interchangeable. He just hasn't for a few years. Sure. I'd actually be, I'd be curious to look up what Basketball Reference thinks. I'm going to, I'm going to Google well, this. Well, I did the top five guys I picked, which I guess is my starting lineup, is Jokic, LeBron, Leonard, George, Lillard. So... Jokic, LeBron, Leonard, George, Lillard. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a fun lineup. Yep, mine is the same, except I switch out Curry for Dame. Yeah. Yeah, for what it's worth, Basketball Reference uh, has had Paul George as 90% small forward, 8% power forward, 2% shooting guard. Uh, And then, yeah, back in OKC, he played 20% of his time, theoretically, as a shooting guard. Um, so who do you have in at shooting then? Kawhi. Yeah, so Curry, Leonard, George, James, Jokic would be my starting five. And I would probably have Lillard, Curry, Kawhi, uh, LeBron, uh, Jokic. Yeah. So... Uh, uh, yeah, I think I think we're all in a in agreement. The top six guys are Curry, Leonard, Jokic, James, George, and Lillard, and some like some amalgamation of that is the correct choice. Is that right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Curry, LeBron, Jokic, Leonard did make the All Star team starters. Obviously, Luca uh, replaced uh, George and Lillard in the actual starting lineup. Which, I mean, it makes sense. The guy's averaging 29, 9, and 9. It's like, 
it's insane how productive he is. But uh, I don't know. I still get a kick out of the fact that there are all these guys who are like, you know, the the ben, the Bill Simmons of the world who like to complain about uh, empty stats on a bad team, guys, and still just constantly sing the praises of Luka Doncic. Well, I'm going to push back on that a little. Uh, the Mavericks haven't been a good team this year, but I don't think they're bad. Um, I just they've think gotten, under- they've gotten better recently. Yeah, I, I think they've been underperforming. I don't think that makes them a bad team per se. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to say they're like a terrible team, and that's why Luca, you know, is doing what he's doing. I still think the guy's a top ten player in the NBA. I just think that it's funny that that line of reasoning is counted, for example, against like Trey Young. Um, yeah, but not Luca. Well, it's not just Simmons and Priscillo. I mean, ESPN, uh, I mean, their takes on Luca and Porzingis. I I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a clip on Nick Twitter circulating for a take from Max Kellerman after the Porzingis trade where he compared Luca and Porzingis to Kareem and Magic. Ooh, wow. With, and he did it with a straight face. Like, he wasn't kidding. Max Kellerman um, is, uh... I don't know if the guy's... Boxing, yeah, I don't know if the guy's ever watched basketball. He sure talks yeah. as if he has. It was... It's funny, though. It's It was... The reaction from Nick Nick's Twitter was, was great. I loved it. Well, they had to find a guy that was, like, wrong enough and white enough to put... Next <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Otherwise, like you lose the whole, you know, the whole chemistry of the show, right? Yeah, what a tragedy that would be to lose the chemistry of that show. That was one of their like highest rated oh, shows. Yeah. It's right? still their bread and butter. I just, my god, uh, yeah, no, it's you always know that a media narrative has spun up around someone when Skip Bayless is inversing it, and uh, <laughs> Bayless has been all over the Doncic actually sucks train, which. No one on this podcast believes, for what it's worth. Uh, do any of us believe that Skip Bayless is... Um, a, I don't even know how to phrase this. Because obviously he's like a savvy businessman. He doesn't have any scruples. Does, does any of us believe that he has opinions that are worth listening to? No, he's um, an entertainer. He's He and Stephen A are entertainers. They're not, they're not analysts. Sure. You know... Part of me wants to say, like, it's worth having him around just for somebody to wear the clown outfit. But I don't think that's actually the case. I think I would actually like sports media more if I never had to listen to anything Skip Bayless had to say again in my life. Yeah. So I kudos agree. to you for that. It's, it's very easy to tune them out, though. You just... You just don't go ESPN, on social ESPN media. ESPN is just, just don't watch ESPN ever or whatever. It was he on Fox, He's on Fox. Sports now? Or, yeah. yeah, Fox, but Fox these days. Very easy to tune all that out. It is, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. So, yeah, some combo of those guys are starters. Uh, I have for my West Reserves Lillard and Doncic as my guards. I assume you guys have, yeah, either like... Steph or someone else? 
I have uh, four guards, or actually five. For your reserves? Well, I guess some of these, I don't know how I, again, was not, not really thinking about positions. Sure, sure. Um, but off the bench, guard-wise, I have Booker, Paul, Curry, uh, Donovan Mitchell, Luca, and my only one I'm probably going to get shit for is De'Aaron Fox. I'm not going to give you too much shit for De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox because, like, I love De'Aaron Fox and he's played yeah. very well this year. It's just that the Kings are 12 and 17. Yeah. Uh, so actually, I, I'm interested. Then, Phil, you must have um, you must have a very small number of forwards in the reserves. Yeah, now. I'm. I'm. I have almost none. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have all of my reserves are basically guards with the exception of uh, I had to put Gobert in there because the Jazz are so good. So, yeah. So I guess I have a a very forward-heavy starting lineup and then a lot of guards off the bench. So my, yeah, my reserve guards are Rudy, Gobert, Anthony Davis, and Zion Williamson. Who uh, the Zion pick is more of a predictive one. I just I just sort of believe that the Pelicans are going to start winning more basketball games and are going to claw their way into the playoff picture. And Zion's just really good. Um, I also you know at a certain point it's like Zion's kind of the inheritor. He's the next he's the next great number one pick and like. You should let him go up against these other guys. See how he does. Meh. Meh? You don't like Zion? I like Zion fine. I just I don't I don't agree with anointing him. Like he's gotta yeah. earn it. You don't I, I think like he's Zion. earning it? They're I mean they're, they're bad. thirteen and seventeen. I mean not, that's not all on Zion. Like they really uh, I Let's just hammer it home some more, right? They should have traded yeah. for Miles Turner. Yep. But, uh, like Zion's really bad at defense, and I don't, I don't know. I the team is bad. I I, I don't have have him on as an all star. I don't have any Pelicans as an all star. I had he and I had a Zion slash Ingram uh, slot reserved at my fifteen man list. I couldn't decide. I mean, I guess it would go to Zion, but he didn't make my 12-man cut. Zion Zion is uh, scoring 25 points per game, seven rebounds a game, three assists a game on 62-37-72 splits right now. So the reason why I had such an easy time putting my West list together is that everybody on my team is very good, and everybody on my team is on teams that are winning a lot. Uh, so De'Aaron Fox got snubbed, Zion got snubbed, Ingram got snubbed. Everybody on my Western Conference All-Star team is on a winning team right now. Who are your reserve forwards? Uh, let's see here. Paul George and Anthony Davis, I guess. Luca. I don't have Davis on my list just because he's hurt. I'm not sure, sure, sure. if he's going to. Jerry, you don't have Rudy? I've got Colbert. 
Oh, okay. He's a not a he's not a forward. Well, right? in front court. Front court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so I got Gobert. Yeah, I I, uh, I don't think Zion is as bad at defense as folks have made him out to be. I think he's a little bad at defense, um, but he's like twenty years old. So okay, he's a little bad at defense. Cool. Offensively, he's insane, and he's playing with people who really do not complement his game well at all. Yeah, yeah. So if you want, if if you're, if Davis is like not going to be on the team because he's hurt, then I'd put Zion on here. But I don't know. It was easy to snub him. The team is seven and thirteen or whatever. And there's no seven way. There's no way he's he's definitely going to make the team. Like there's no uh, way. Sorry, thirteen, thirteen, and seven, thirteen and seventeen. Seven, there's a seven in there. There's a three in there. Yeah, yeah. I got you. They will not allow Zion to not make the All Star team. Uh, yeah, and I think for good reason. Zion's really good, and he's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He, I, I think the Pelicans' record is going to improve. And I think it'll be his fault that it improves. Okay. Uh, so Jerry, I uh, mean, there oh, are a few people on here that I could, I could put him on here over. Like, I've got Donovan Mitchell and Chris Paul on here, and even like Devin Booker, I wouldn't like be blown away to like put Zion on here instead of any of those guys. But uh, I, don't know, I just don't feel it. He's like it's. The, the fit was too clean to have this team together and all of the teams that are winning lots of games. Yeah, so. Donovan Mitchell, I I get. I have Donovan as a wild card uh, guard, and then I have Chris Paul as a wild card guard as well because I think you need, like... I think he's just more important for what Phoenix does. Um, he's, like, made the team more in his image than Booker has, but Booker's played really well. I just think that, you know... Booker has significantly better teammates than Zion Williamson does. Significantly yeah. more complimentary he's, teammates he's got, as well. For sure. Well, look, I have nine guards on my team, so yeah. I should probably <laughs> have him on here. But I should probably have him on here over Deer and Fox, but I don't know. Fox is... I really enjoy watching Deer and Fox. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah. Deer and Fox is yeah. an awesome show. The, the Wolves should trade Carl Anthony Towns to the Kings so that he and De'Aaron Fox can be teammates. They'd be perfect oh, together. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah. What's your, what's your also, fucking problem, Jerry? I, I, Jesus. I'm sad. Yeah. I'm he's, sad. Just, he's, trying to, he's trying to get ahead of the, the, mis, the grief of, of, of losing Towns. Oh, dude. We, the, the day that Jimmy Butler asked for a trade... Uh, Jerry and I had a conversation like, well, our window's closed. We better trade towns now. Uh, get ahead of this thing. <laughs> it's uh, it's the worst. All right, also, so- I, I just want to point out, I really desperately tried to make a case for myself to put someone on the Spurs on this list, but just given that they're the sixth seed, but it's there's just, I couldn't talk myself into... DeJounte Murray or DeMar DeRozan making this team. So Yeah, DeMar's having such a down year, and they're still 16-11 and 11 somehow. The Spurs are the team that I missed hardest on this offseason. I thought they were going to be terrible. Yeah. They've was... got a lot of guards that are good at defense. Yeah. And also okay at offense. 
and there. also DeMar DeRozan. And also Greg Popovich. Yeah, that helps too. Yep. Yeah, I was more referring to like DeMar DeRozan does not fit that mold of guard. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a he plays small forward for him. Uh, yeah, it's a it, it's totally justifiable to me to have you know one of like Devin Booker or De'Aaron Fox um, over Zion. I just don't know, Jerry. You have you must have someone else in there, right? Uh, Curry, Lillard, LeBron, Kawhi, Jokic, Paul yep. George. Devin Booker, Anthony Davis, Luca, uh, Gobert, Mitchell, Chris Paul. Yeah, so Booker, I guess, is the guy who you have over Zion. Then I got a little question mark next to his name and everything. Yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I don't think that's unjustifiable at all. Booker's been awesome. They're uh, nineteen and ten. What was that? The Suns are the Suns 19 are nineteen and 10. and ten. Yeah, yeah, and. Booker and Williamson's numbers are um, fairly <clears throat> similar to one another, fairly comparable. Obviously, Williamson is just like the most dangerous interior weapon in the NBA. Uh, and Booker's going to take a higher volume of outside shots. I just, I don't know. I, I think that if you, I think if you take Devin Booker off the Suns, and put Zion Williamson on the Suns, it's a better team. Oh, baby. Yeah, it would be a better team. Yeah, you'll that's, get no argument from point. me there. That's a good point. All right, maybe I'll concede that Zion should be on this team instead of Booker. I, I did have, like, as I said, a little little question mark next to his name. So, <laughs> But why put, why, why penalize Booker? Why not uh, swap him out for Luka? <laughs> i mean he's only you know booker's in the, in the on the on the four seed yeah yeah the nuggets yeah. Are, or the the mavericks are only one slot ahead of them and the they're not even in the playoff the play-in game right yeah now. They're, they're, they're the 10th seed right now that is a good point actually I, I said everybody on my team was on a winning team luca is not so. i mean i think we all understand that luca's really good yeah no, it's, I'm just, I'm it's pretty just straightforward. Teasing. Yep. So, uh, notable West snubs. For me, the hardest one, emotionally, was Carl Anthony Towns. The Timberwolves are so horrible. Towns has missed a ton of time due to injury and COVID. Uh, and he is having a down year as well, even while he's been playing. Those of you who don't watch Timberwolves games, though, like, I can... I cannot explain to you how much better the team is when Carl Anthony Towns plays than when he doesn't. When he plays, we lose games by five points. When he doesn't play, we lose games by 35 points. It's insane. It's the whole... Oh, yeah. He's, we lost again tonight, by the way. Oh, dude, I know. We At a certain point in the fourth quarter there, we were at a 17-4 to run, and I was like, oh, boy, I'm going to shit talk Phil so hard when we win this game. I, I wasn't win. gonna. I, I didn't want to say it. Rubio had, went to the line to tie the game and bricked both free throws. Ooh. Well, I I saw we were <laughs> when we started the podcast we were up by eighteen, and then I yeah. turned around for a second and saw there were twelve seconds left. Rubio's at the line. We're only up two, and he missed the free throw. So yeah, the, the Wolves had the lead in the last minute or two. Yeah. Uh, pretty classic Ricky Rubio. 
Oh, God. Sorry, Jerry. But it's, it's a fact. <laughs> Typical Knicks to blow an 18-point lead and then... The, yeah. the thing is, though, that like they're all the point guard. Like I love McLaughlin. Don't get me wrong. McLaughlin is not a starting point guard. I don't think. No, no. Uh, all of our our point guards are just awful this yep. year. Yep. Yep. We. It's time to blow it up. There's there's no other way to say it. Uh, so and not- so much money too. <laughs> In Thirty million dollars for. D'Lo, $17 million for Ricky, and like $80,000 for McLaughlin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's always weird when you make more money than an NBA basketball player. Not not good. Uh, uh, I hope Jordan McLaughlin gets an actual NBA contract. The I, I think he will. I think I, he I will think, too. I think the Wolves will trade Rubio in the offseason, or maybe even at the deadline. And they'll give McLaughlin like a a contract of some sort. I hope, yeah. dude. I, I I just want that guy to make some money. Like, if you devote your life to playing basketball and then flame out, it's it's gonna be tough. Things well, things can get like, spare. He he would have gotten the contract this year. Yeah. And the fact that he's gonna be facing restricted free agency again next year. Is just mind-boggling. It's gross. Two restricted free agents where you have no leverage in a row. Well, you, you better hope you play well. Like, just lights out for your whole career until you're out from under that, I guess. Yeah, it's it's not good. All right, we should stop talking about the Timberwolves. Uh, I didn't start it this time. I know, I know, I did. I did. <laughs> I did. Uh, here's a guy who I actually might also think deserves it over Zion that we haven't talked about at all. Shea for Shea. OKC has been amazing. And his team is garbage. Just garbage. Yeah. And somehow he's still awesome. I wanted to trade for Shea. Yeah. And 12 and 18, they should not, they shouldn't even have that many wins, honestly. But they're they're at, did they, they were hovering or Oh, they were hovering around 500 for a while, and then they they lost three of their last seven. So yeah. Well, I mean they're they're the only team in the Western Conference that doesn't want to win basketball yeah. games. Yeah. Dude, Shea, Shea's uh, been awesome. I don't know if you guys have watched many OKC games. I don't know why you would, because you're not masochists. Well, Jerry is actually, so I'm sure Jerry's watched a few. Uh, Paku looks good, man. Yeah, no, he By doesn't. Good, Are you kidding? My <laughs> good, I mean, like a wild, absolutely unplayable. Uh, <laughs> dude, Poku is. Uh, I, I, I really don't like ragging on people's appearances, so I'm, I'm sorry that I'm about to do this. I know it's wrong, but that You're guy go full Boban on him right well, now. No, that guy just has no. He has chest cavity. no yeah. chest at all. There's just a void <laughs> where his chest should be. And I know he's like 17 or whatever, so he's going to, you know, he's going to fill out a little bit, but I don't know how somebody looked at that guy and was like this guy could definitely defend Joel Embiid. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, he's tall. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> yeah. He does he he looks like um 
Looks like a pterodactyl. See, slender, he's a, a more slender Sean Bradley. He's young. He'll fill out. It's just like, I don't know, man. I, you, you had, you had Pat Williams go as like the fourth pick just because he has that NBA body. I don't know how Poku didn't have the opposite thing happen, where he didn't get drafted because his body is not an NBA body. Well, and he's in a way, it is right. He's he's super tall, and you know he moves like a guard. Oh God. Well, he's one of those guys like Porzingis in his first year the, where I'm like worried about what worried about him when I watch him play because it's like he's gonna he's gonna just snap both of his legs <laughs> running down he's the court. Got, yeah, he's got the footwork of a soccer player, man. Dude, the Nets are up by nine on the Clippers right now with four minutes left to go, and Durant's not playing. The Nets are a scary Harden, team, man. dude. Holy crap, James Harden. 35 points, 11 rebounds, 7 assists. He's 4 of well, 9 it just from sort of 3. Goes to, <laughs> it sort of goes to show you, like, I, I remember ragging on the Nets a little bit because I thought that, like, they didn't need to make this trade. Like, they're trading in, like, some truly sensational depth for, you know, a redundant superstar. But, like, superstars are a depth all on their own, right? If, yep. you, if you lose one, guess what? You still got two, you know? You can still be competitive with the Clippers missing Kevin Durant. Yeah. It's insane. Um, yeah, I, obviously I don't know if they'll win the game or not, but hot fudge, dude. I'm I'm a believer in the Nets. Uh, okay, so uh, Shea I snubbed. I snubbed Devin Booker. I chose Chris Paul over him because I think Chris Paul matters more to that team totally fair yeah they play so differently this year than they did last year and it's because chris paul's there now um deer and fox which really hurt to snub because i also love deer and fox's game i think he's one of the funnest players in the nba to watch yeah if i if i could have any one like player that's not like you know well i don't not obviously i'm not gonna say i want lebron james on my team why not i I would pair no you you stop that stop that I'd want De'Aaron Fox on on the Wolves because, like, he's fun, man. I really, I really think that uh, this the speed is like what what's missing. Yeah, you've you've got the need for speed. I do. Yeah, like, uh, uh, who is in that movie? Jesse Aaron Paul. Yeah, Jesse from Breaking Bad. Aaron Paul. Okay. Uh, this one hurt a lot. I snubbed Mike Conley. So yeah, he's been very good. Yeah, I I also snubbed Mike Conley, and I did it for two reasons. One, uh, he's been hurt. That's like the that's like the reason that's like fair. And two, I kind of want him to end his career as the greatest player to never make an All Star team because I think that's a good title. <laughs> What a dick Which move! Is an extremely oh dick my move. god! And one of the reasons why you should never give me power—that's uh, so mean. I know, I know. It's, but really, but, you want him to end his career well, as the so, greatest so, player to never make an all-star team? Yeah. So, because because that's like that's like a real title to hold on to. It's like when the Cubs won the World Series, right? My my family, my whole family are devout Cubs fans. 
And when I when they won the World Series a few years back, I actually felt a little sad because they weren't special anymore. Right? The, You're the, the a Cubs, weirdo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the Cubs were special because there's no they're like a statistical anomaly. There's no way you lose that much for that long. And You're, like the fact that they did was You've become addicted to the pain yeah. of losing. Yeah, you're good. Your your self take about how I mean, I'm there. I'm right there with you. I'm a Knicks <laughs> fan. I understand it, but you gotta you gotta make sure you don't fall too deep into this hole. Your self take about how you just like you're preparing yourself for life by liking these terrible sports teams, and you're going to be okay with disappointment. That's wrong. You're addicted. You have a problem. <laughs> We gotta we gotta drive you to Boston and make you watch some Boston sports teams for a few years. Like Please no, they're no. they're scoring too many points. <laughs> look at the score, Jerry. Look at it. No, no, no. I don't want that. I know. Snubbing Mike Conley feels bad. Um, it does. It does feel bad. But on just, the other hand, just because like the Jazz are such a crazy story. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how they're this good, uh, and they're this good. It doesn't make sense. And yeah, I, I you had that old Hawks team that had four players make an All Star team, uh, and that was absurd. I think I think it's justifiable that this very good Utah Jazz team gets three All Stars. But I'm a jerk, and I didn't put Conley in. Um, Quinn is host is uh, coaching. The West, yeah. Uh, he sh- I mean, he should get coach of the year, too. No question. Yeah, it's insane. Can you believe yeah. there were people calling for his job? God, imagine if the Wolves had hired Quinn Snyder. <sighs> well, you were, I mean, you were really down on them when we did our preseason rankings. Yeah. And I would, I'm not going to, you didn't necessarily uh, shit on me for my praising Quinn Snyder, but you you were just confused by I don't know why this team is good. People think they're good. I don't think they're that... And I think it's just, yeah, they're consistent. They've been together for a while. And they just hammer they just hammer that routine into them. They just know what they're doing. These were my notes for the Utah Jazz for our season preview. The poor Jazz, they're so good, but the West is just absolutely brutal. Gobert is a monster. He'll get a max in the offseason, but if the Jazz lose in the first round, or God forbid, in the play-in, is he gone? If they underperform, I could see Utah blowing this core up. Obviously looks like an insane take now. The Jazz are so good and have played so well. But my problem never was, you know, Quinn Snyder's a bad coach. My problem is, like, this team's core hasn't fundamentally improved. And they've underperformed the past few seasons um but it just they're defending so well and their offense is really good and yeah quinn snyder's for sure coach of the year so far uh connelly connelly coming back strong this year is a big part of it i I definitely didn't see this level of success for them this year though no I, i thought he was sort of like on his way out yep i had the jazz as my seventh seed Though, to be fair, that was assuming James Harden stayed on the Rockets. I had him as my sixth if James Harden left. Um, but even still, they're the one seed right now. It's, it's amazing. They're really, really Crazy. good. 
Yep. Uh, and then uh, two last guys, Ja Morant, who started off really well, got hurt, and has not played well since then. The Grizzlies are not fun to watch this year. I don't know if you guys have watched many Grizzlies games, but they're they're kind of boring. It's too bad they were so they were so fun last year. Yeah, but uh, Slomo has been having himself a hell of a year. Oh, dude, you you will uh, you will get me all hot and bothered if you're not careful. <laughs> this is this isn't fair to them, but they they just missed so many games this year because of COVID that I just I didn't even really look at them for All Star consideration. Sure, I mean they're thirteen and thirteen. They should. I should have looked at them, but they are, you know, it's just, they've missed so many games. Yep. feels like Ky- they've... Kyle Anderson figured out how to shoot, though. Yeah. He's shooting 40% from three on four attempts a game. My boy, Kyle Anderson. I love that man. Oh, boy. All right, Jerry, I'm, uh, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a turtleneck right now. I can't, <laughs> I can't sweat this much. This is why I'm doing it. Yeah, I know. Uh, Finally, my last snub is Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Uh, who's having a heck of a year, uh, but the Pelicans are not as good as they should be. Part of that is that their team is, like, terribly designed. Uh, just the weirdest rostered choices imaginable. So could, are we, like, all in agreement that the decision to just, like, be big was a not a not a great one? And that, like, they should have learned the lessons that the 76ers learned a couple of years, or the past couple of years, that, like, being big isn't really enough. Yeah, it turns out spacing does matter. It does matter. Yep. <laughs> yep. Oh, man. Uh, I, st- I, I am still kind of bullish on the Pelicans. I think they'll improve their record. But, uh, yeah. They've got enough pieces. They, I mean... I mean, It'll it would be okay in the long run. It wouldn't surprise me if they improve, but it also really wouldn't surprise me if they don't. The West is still brutal. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that those are all of my West snubs. Do you guys have anybody who I uh, didn't mention who uh, you thought about but had to cut? Uh... No, I, I I actually thought about this way less than I probably should have because everything just fit together so neatly on my <laughs> list. Uh, the only guy that it wasn't a tough cut, but I thought about Jamal Murray, but uh, he's I, yeah. the Nuggets are the seventh seed, so I did. Uh, these other, some of these other guys are just more deserving. Murray's also just underperformed this year. Yeah, he's not been except uh, a couple nights ago. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which I'm sure you were very happy about. Jamal Murray's on Jerry's fantasy basketball team. Um, Put up, uh, I guess from he's to Zion, I should probably have him in there over De'Aaron Fox, but I'm not budging on that. <laughs> Keeping Fox in there. Dude, De'Aaron Fox is really good. I, I do not blame you for that at all. Yeah, I think I think in general, the snubs that I felt the worst about were uh, Vooch, Trey... Carl Towns, and um, I think I feel pretty bad about Shea as well. And then Mike Conley for sort of different reasons. Um, but the fact yeah. that I the fact that I couldn't fit Vooch in makes me pretty sad. He's having a heck of a year. Uh, yeah. Really, really good. Well, this was made easier because both Davis and McCollum are both ineligible. So... 
those were two easy cuts. I don't to make think Davis is. These other guys. I think Davis is eligible. But For he's, now, he's not. He's not going to play. He's going to be out. Yeah, right? yeah. Because he's yeah. hurt. So, yeah, I, I didn't mean ineligible. Like sure. He hasn't played enough games, but he just won't be playing. Dude, Mike Conley. Oh, I, that one hurts too. Jeez. All right. Got to move on. Uh, so that's that's it for our uh, that's it for our all star teams, our our big picks, and uh, yeah, obviously we don't get a vote yet. Next year we will because you know our uh, podcast is on get the us, rise. Yeah, it's get where us those we're press passes. Heck yes, we're gonna, we're gonna crash this ship directly into NBA headquarters. <laughs> oh, I love that. Uh, yeah, did you guys have any, like, broader takeaways beyond just, like, this player's playing well or anything like that? Like, it was a shock to me how many good guards play in the East. That blew me away. That's probably the biggest thing for me was there's just a mountain of, like, up-and-coming and, and, like, also solidified guards in the East. Uh, I, I still feel all warm and tingly when I look at Zach Levine's, uh, you know, the year that he's having. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's too bad that, um, there isn't actually like, there shouldn't be an all-star game this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Would it be, it would be a fun one, I think. Well, I mean, it sounds, it sounds as if it's supposed to happen. I still am a little but, skeptical that it will, but uh, yeah, but it, it shouldn't, regardless. So, are you going to protest it? Uh, no. Okay, no. fair enough. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I don't. I'm not trying to call you out or anything. I'm also not going to protest it, and I think it shouldn't be happening. I, I mean, like, if I were a player that had made the All Star team, yeah. You know, fat chance that, that that happening but if that were if if i were in that position i would probably protest it wow. yeah i probably wouldn't go yeah yeah well do you think it'll be do you think carl would have gone towns yeah if he had been invited do you think he would have went yeah i think he would have okay yeah i i mean they, they're gonna all feel obligated to go unless they're Someone like LeBron or Kyrie, maybe probably Kyrie might not show up. Does LeBron have the uh, the most points ever scored in the All Star game? Do you guys know? I do not know. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. You guys talk for a minute. He uh, he might by the time he probably will by the time he retires because he's definitely yeah, going to break the scoring record, right? Like in the NBA. That's definitely a thing that's going to happen. Like, barring yeah. catastrophic injury, like, career-ending injury. Yeah. Uh, James does, yeah, James is number one. Uh, he has 385 All-Star game points in 16 appearances. Who are the top three? Kobe. Doesn't say. <clears throat> it doesn't. I can look it up, though. Yeah. Kobe's got to be in there. I'm sure Kobe's in there. I'm sure Jordan's in there. I'm sure Kareem. Oh, wow. I just named two, three, and four. <laughs> Nice. Okay, good. Wow. Guess who number five is? The The answer might surprise you. Uh, the mailman. No. He's not even in the top ten. Okay. 
Um, ooh, Vince Carter. Kevin Durant. Yeah, hmm. makes sense. Pretty good. My next guess would have been Hakeem, I think. Also not in the top ten. Okay. Uh, yeah, one other thing that was kind of uh apparent in looking at this is i had i had been pretty pretty hard on the like the conferences have leveled out train but i don't feel that way anymore i still think the west is way stronger than the east well especially the one of the things i was going to say my takeaway from doing this was just how this western conference seating is just crazy yeah and that you know they're still good but some of these teams we were not expecting to be even in the conversation are now, you know, make, making some of these other teams that we thought would be in the playoffs look not necessarily bad, but they're on the outside looking in. So it's just a bloodbath. Yep. God, how are the Grizzlies a 500 team? That's yeah. wild, dude. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you look at just the top teams in uh, in the East – the like Philadelphia Nets Bucks trio; those teams are all amazing. And then there's like a lot of pretty good teams, and a lot of pretty bad teams. And then you've got in the West the Jazz, the Clippers, and the Lakers, all of whom are like sensational. Um, I I would probably call the Nets and the Seventy Sixers sensational as well. But then you've got like the class of Phoenix, Portland inexplicably san antonio denver who are all really really good you've got the warriors who basically are just steph curry doing impossible things with the basketball like the 10th seed is the mavericks that's insane yeah and like like you said i wouldn't be surprised if the pelicans improved right and i wouldn't be that surprised if the kings improved either yeah yeah there's really just three bad teams and even even Houston I mean Houston got their shit together yeah they could they could still be decent Houston has a good lineup they're just they're injury ravaged and not just not to sound too much like a homer either but the Wolves shouldn't be this bad yeah like yeah yeah I mean the Wolves should be the number one seed I think we all agree right (laughs) In the West, sure. I still, I still think they're going to give you the give you your pick this year. Whew. Oh, Phil, I hope you're right, sir. I hope you're right. I feel it in my bones. Oh it. God, it would feel so bad. It would feel so bad to be the worst team in the <laughs> NBA and give up your pick. Why? It would I've, feel I've exactly the Knicks same fan. as it's always felt. Remember when know, we, we drafted up, Wes we Johnson? Drafting Wes Johnson was the same as giving away our pick. Was well, that a David I, Kahn move? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know who was taking one spot after Wesley Johnson? I, I, know, I know this one. I, I want to know if Phil knows. I, I know I, Timberwolves fans are all that's, screaming. That's right. what, what year was that? Uh, it would have been 2000... I'm just going to look it up. I'm going to be wrong. 11? 10? 10. Uh, yeah, 10 seems right. It was 2010. Yep. Mm, I, I don't know. I can't place it. DeMarcus Cousins. 
Okay. Ooh. Rough yeah. stuff. Rough puff pastry. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, that might not have worked out well for you guys, but... I, dude, it would have been he's bad. A, he's a, he was a beast, but it was, certainly would have been better than Wes. Would have been better than Wes Johnson, <laughs> who we had to give up a first-round pick to get rid of. That's the craziest part. What are you doing, Con? Well, that, that was Flip. But no, that was a, no. No? That was not Flip. The that Phoenix trade was still Khan? Yeah. Oh my god. David Khan was so bad. He was he was bad. Ugh. I wow. found a great clip of uh David Khan. I guess David Khan had drafted he was doing some preseason game commentary with um right when Darko got I think Darko had just been signed by the Timberwolves. The mana or from heaven. Man yeah. From yeah. And David Kahn was doing commentary with Chris Weber. Like yeah. he joined the he, jo- he joined the broadcast and he said he did I can't remember the way he worded it, but he said something like well, And you, you know, Chris you struggle at the beginning of your career and and Darko's got a lot of the same skills that you had and Chris Weber <laughs> Was I mean he handled it as well as he could, but you could tell he was just so offended yeah. to be na- to be mentioned in the same breath as Darko Milicic, and and, D- and David Khan just kept kept going at it, and oh god, Khan was so bad at his job, uh, dude. The yeah, the Flip Saunders had made some bad moves too, but like I think probably his worst one while well, he was. Was was maybe the tracing on Giannis and Rudy Gobert? Yeah, that was that was bad. Uh, he also did that Adrian Payne trade, which yeah, which was bad. Uh, but he drafted Levine. He did know? draft Levine. Yeah, um, he turned down a Wiggins for Butler straight up trade. No, that was Tips. No, t- th- that was the following year, the year before Flip turned it down as well. Oh boy! Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the big talk of draft night. Was the year before we traded for Jimmy Butler. We had like a bunch of trade talk that we'd go get Jimmy Butler for Andrew Wiggins. Didn't do it. Yeah, but but no that that would have been that would have been that would have been straight up. Or that would have been that that also would have been the Tibbs year. Um, I must be wrong on the timeline then, but I I I thought that was flip. Uh, I I don't think so because. the last thing that Flip did before he died was draft Carl Anthony Towns. I guess that's true. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because Towns had that. Um, Towns like went and took a photo in his parking spot where he like made Flip an altar. Uh, that was KG, but yeah. No, it was Towns because he he got drafted. That was his whole shtick. Was like this guy drafted me. I'm gonna be great for him. Mm. Uh, yeah, so 2016, uh, April 20th, 2016 was, uh, when the Wolves hired Tibbs, uh, and let's see here, uh, yeah, yeah, so you're right, that was Tibbs who turned down the Wiggins, so he turned down Wiggins for Butler two different times, though I can't imagine that. 
I, I I think that he probably would have done it. I, I imagine that must be that's probably Glenn Taylor. Uh, yeah, exactly. Right there. Yep, yep. Oh man, Gross. which does feel bad. Feels bad, man. <laughs> Yikes. Oh well. I I really think that if they had made that trade, the Wolves would be one of the. I think they could have retained Butler in that situation. Hell yeah. Because Say what you want about, like, I think Levine was sort of like the gel of, of that team. Like, he would he would have been a, a, if Butler didn't like Towns, which I don't think he does, he really didn't like Wiggins. Yeah. And I think he would have loved Levine. Like, well, Levine can't play defense at all, but Levine f- fucking works. Yeah. You know? uh, and also, it is worth noting, um, to be fair to Jimmy Butler, Andrew Wiggins has come out and said, like, I never had a problem with this guy, and he never had a problem with me either. Mm. Um, so I, I think I think most of the disconnect was Towns. And and from what a lot of the reporting said, uh, Towns was very arrogant when he first came into the league. Like, he was trying to bring in his college defense because they had played so well in college and trying to coach the pros. The... That's I've I've also heard that more recently, but the that narrative seems a little strange to me because the biggest thing that I remember from Jimmy's time here in terms of like the the dissonance was somebody asked him like who the most talented player on the team was, and he said, "Oh, it's definitely not me. It's Wiggins. Wiggins has the talent to be the one of the best players, very best players in the league, and he just doesn't do it." Which uh, is pretty damning. I mean, I that's that's just the way Jimmy talks about people, though. <laughs> like, I, I, I actually well, think that might have been evidence that Jimmy really liked him. Like, uh, maybe. Yeah, but, it doesn't. It doesn't. Certainly doesn't sound like that's what he was saying. That's but. just how he talks about people, though. Like, that's how he talked about Bam too. While they were making a finals run, he was shit talking Bam in the media. Uh, well, I guess that could be it, but I don't know. We'll never certainly know. That, certainly, that was the perspective that I had when I heard that. For sure, me too. Uh, uh, for the longest time, I thought it was Wig, but Wiggins came out. Well, and, and if you remember, Wiggins' brother tweeted about it too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that, uh, that also. Yeah. Um, but Wiggins came out and said, "Like, look, it was never me. I didn't have a single problem with this guy. I loved playing with Jimmy. He was a great teammate." So I don't know. We'll we'll see. Um, maybe maybe when you know Jimmy writes his like naming names biography, autobiography, uh, we'll we'll learn the truth. Uh, but no, that that was the big. I think that was the biggest takeaway for me is the the teams in the West still do feel like they're in a different class, um, with exception uh, given to the very top, where the 76ers, the Nets. And then maybe to a little bit of a lesser degree, the Bucks are all really good. Also, the Nets just beat the Clippers without Kevin Durant. It's pretty good for them. It's wild, dude. This is this is a funny anecdote. Uh, there was some big drama in our fantasy basketball week or fantasy basketball league a few weeks ago, and uh, I got I was shit talking Boston sports fans and i offended a bunch of boston sports fans and uh 
so in in like subtle protest of their um their complaining about it i just stopped setting my lineup in fantasy basketball but now i have like the best team in fantasy basketball and i just keep winning even though i'm not setting my lineup anymore <laughs> you've scored the most points in the whole league by a factor of like uh, you're you're further away from number two than the number nine guy is to the number three guy yeah I'm I'm six hundred I'm six hundred and fifty points above the number two guy, and the number two guy, uh, yeah, is right about yeah, like a thousand from number nine. Uh, so so still a still a large gap, but uh, dude, this is this is like the best subtle rebellion I've ever done in anything. How how many teams in the league? I actually don't even know. I, I don't 12? set my lineup anymore because I don't care about <laughs> I guess, it. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter. It's, it's yeah. Ten. There's ten teams. Yeah, that no. Must drive them nuts. I hope the, so. Yeah, I hope it's so. it's. Uh... <laughs> so anyway, Jerry's bit is: I just need to keep not setting my lineup, and then if I win the title, I'll just send a video because I I've stopped like I stopped commenting in that group chat because I got. I got called a, a gaslighter and a bunch of mean names for. Uh, did they actually call you? Did they actually call you a gaslighter? Yeah, they did. Uh, oh my god! I know it was the fucking silliest thing in my life. Uh, just big drama over fantasy basketball. Uh, why does all? Why does every fantasy basketball league that we're in just evolve? Because I'm I'm a toxic person, Jerry, and people react <laughs> to that toxicity. No, but it, it just got it got taken really seriously, and I tried to apologize and was called a gaslighter for trying to apologize. It was a whole thing. Jerry at one point was like, Matt, I think they're taking it seriously. You need to stop. And I was like, no way. This is way too silly. And I should have listened to him. But then I like then I checked my apology. I was like, is this a sufficient apology, Jerry? And I was like, yeah, that looks good. Did not go over well. Uh so anyway, I like stopped commenting in the group chat and I stopped setting my lineup because everyone was really mad at me and I'm a toxic person. Uh, and, you know, rather than just shit talk them while I beat them, I decided to go radio silent. And uh, now my team can't lose, which is really fun. So anyway, yeah, if if I win, Jerry wants me to send this, you know, that like m- thing from the league where Taco's like, hold on, did you guys know you could set your rosters? Is that a thing? Uh, video to that's everybody. That's even better. That's even better than gloating. Just like you know, uh, just yeah, blissful ignorance. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, uh, do you know who Jake Seeley is? Mm-mm. He's a he's a fantasy ba- uh, he's a fantasy football and baseball guy, like elite level fantasy mind, elite level betting mind on these uh, topics. And Jake Seeley really famously protests kickers. He thinks the kicker position shouldn't be a thing. And so Jake Seeley joined an expert league where they had kickers, and he didn't start a kicker the entire season. And his deal with them was, all right, if I win the league without starting a kicker, can we eliminate the kicker position? And everyone was like, yeah, sure, whatever. He won the league, and they had to get rid of the kicker position. So I, 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 that's a great story. Uh, yeah, it's awesome. So I feel like this is my significantly less interesting, a lot more uh, petty version of that, where it's like, all right, if I if I win after this, I get to call Boston sports fans entitled. 
That's uh, <laughs> that's the hill I'm dying on. <laughs> hey, even if you lose, you can do that. There's no, no one's. Gonna I guess stop that's you. true. Well, this is the thing. It's like I I, I meant it tongue in cheek, but it's it's been taken so far now that I'm just like, yeah, fine. I'll I'll double down on this. Let's go. <laughs> uh, oh, they is, must be so mad. <laughs> they're they're big mad. Uh, yeah, uh, dude. The, Shock, shockingly, so your your apology was like totally. Was like, I thought it was like a little too much to be honest. Like, <laughs> well, like, I felt bad. I, I realized it should have been just like, sorry, man, I was just messing around. Like, yeah. you know, it's it's literally it's fantasy sports. Literally, what you do is trash talk. I'm just shit talking. I'm sorry. But, yeah, but like, it, but you were like, no, man, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hurt your feelings. That I like, I that I, I don't that, like. That's what's most important is if you felt like you were hurt by what I said, then like. Obviously, it was wrong. Very yeah. sorry. And, and then he was like, "No, yeah. no, fuck you." <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> I don't accept your apology." I know like, it was what? wild, dude. Yeah, I, I, uh, I don't know. So that guy, the, uh, yeah, he just hasn't spoken to me since, which is fine, I guess. It's you know, it's it's just uh yeah, it, it was surreal to be experiencing. I still get a kick out of it every time I look at the fantasy basketball league, though. <laughs> we talked I mean, about this before, but sports makes us do crazy things. Sometimes. Yeah, it's true. And it, like, this is the definitely the best way to like rub it all in their faces, though. Is just to like, oh yeah. Well, this absolutely is the thing. destroy them without yeah. doing it without trying. <laughs> well, this is the thing. I don't like. I didn't. I don't really want to rub it in their faces. I just wanted to have like a fun fantasy basketball league where we talked about basketball, but I don't know. I can't have that. So instead, we have a podcast. I think you made the right decision. Yes. Yeah. When I when I tell you guys you're stupid behind the scenes, you just um, you know mail glitter to my house. No, we just we we agree and. We agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh. All right, well, uh, that's our all-star episode. I don't think we have too much more to cover. Uh, Jerry, do you have any thoughts for the folks who've stuck with us, given us two hours and, like, eight minutes of their valuable time? No. Hey, Phil, any last thoughts for the folks at home? Uh, Well, I tell you to cast your vote for Julius Randle, but, you know, it's too late for that. So, fingers crossed. Hope he gets in. Uh, see you next week all right cool thanks so much for tuning in everybody and yeah we'll see you uh as soon as we release the next episode which who's to say when that'll be because i have other responsibilities
Listen, listen carefully. carefully.